Greeting, saints. Amen. On this side answered. This side, you're not saints? Good to see each one of you. And hope you had a blessed week. We were supposed to have a video with special music, but we had some challenges with that. The special music was going to be Lift up the trumpet, loud let it rings. Jesus is coming again. That's okay, we don't need to sing it. Lift up the trumpet, loud let it rings. Jesus is coming again. This morning our message is going to be on the topic that some of you may be familiar with. Because I've preached it before. Amen. I'm pulling out of ones, one of the old ones. Amen. Oil crisis. Oil crisis. In 1973, for those who are old enough and had automobiles. Some of you may not, may be old enough, but didn't have automobiles at the time. There was an oil crisis in this country, not just in this country, but across the developed world where they... OPEC organization decided that they're going to punish all those who were supportive of Israel. And so they turn off all the oil. No more oil coming this way. For those of you who were old enough to know that there was lines at the gas stations lining up to get fuel because there was a crisis. Not too long ago, there was a crisis. A couple weeks ago, actually, in, in the, on the East Coast. I don't know if that missed you, if you missed the news on that one. Along the East Coast, there was a crisis, an oil crisis. Yes, sure. Yes. Because the pipeline company that supplied all the fuel along the eastern portion of the United States was hacked by these computer hackers and as a result they shut down the pipelines. Crisis. Oil crisis. So we know that I'm not going to be talking about any oil crisis happening right now on this in the physical sense. This sermon today is about our crisis as found in Matthew chapter 25. It's found in Matthew chapter 25. I invite you to, to turn your Bibles with me to Matthew 25 as we focus on 13 verses and the first 13 verses of Matthew chapter 25. Today, I, I, you will be reading your Bibles today. Uh, don't put it on the screen, please. I want us, you don't have to have your physical Bible as long as you have a Bible. Okay, you can pull it up on your phone if you need to. It's a Bible anyhow, right? Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. Your grace is sufficient. Your word, we hope in this morning, and we ask that your Holy Spirit will do the bidding. 
May your name be exalted. May your name be uplifted. May we be drawn closer to you. This we pray in Jesus' precious name. Oil crisis. Matthew chapter 25. Verse 1 says, The kingdom, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. We're going to read the first, the, the, the 13 verses just straight. I'm not going to comment until we finish. Verse 2 And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish, Matthew chapter 25, we're at number, verse number 3, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Verse 5, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered, and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Verse 7, Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Verse 9, but the, vi the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Verse 10, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, marriage and the door was Shut. Verse 11. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Verse 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour we're in the Son of Man, comet. Watch therefore, for you need know neither the day nor the hour. We're in the Son of Man, comet. Just a little trivia here. In, in, the, in the Bible, in the King James Version of the Bible, the term, the kingdom of heaven, is found in only one book. Don't know if you know that. It's found in only Matthew. The kingdom of heaven. You have other references. The kingdom of God is found in all the others and many other books. But the kingdom of heaven is only found in Matthew. Just a little trivia for those who like trivia. So let's break down this parable Jesus is the one who gave this parable. He is, if you go back 
to chapter 24, he is giving the disciples a lecture as to when his return is going to be. And all the signs, Matthew 24 gives a lot of signs of the end. And then we get to Matthew chapter 25 and we see Jesus is now giving a parable. And in Matthew 25, Jesus gave three parables. We're going to focus on just one, but three parables. He also gave a parable of the sheep and the goat. Separating the sheep from the goat. He also gave a parable of the servants who were given talents. And one of them was unfaithful. But today our sermon is on the wise and foolish virgins. So let's look at, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Ten virgins. The virgins all profess. And now these, this is not to say, Jesus is saying only women is going to be saved. <laughs> just want to make that clear. This is just a parable. But there is meaning behind it. Virgin, what does that in your mind tells you? Purity, undefiled. These are followers of Christ. Took their lamps. As we know, the lamp in the Bible represents what? The word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. And then we see they went forth to meet who? The bridegroom. Who is the bridegroom? Jesus Christ. And we see here that it says in verse 2 that five of them were wise. Five of them were wise. Five were foolish. What is the definition of wisdom or wise? The definition as you could... You could look it up on your smartphone real quick. What's the definition of wise? Having the power, having the power of discerning and judging properly as to what is true or right. That's wise. That's wisdom. And then foolish. What is foolish? What is a foolish person doing? Lacking in sense, judgment, or discretion. Lacking in judgment, in common sense, as we say today, in common sense. The foolish does not have common sense. They, simple things they cannot really understand, and discretion. They were fool, they that were foolish took their lamps. So all the virgins had what? They had lamps. So they had the word of God. They all had the word of God. They all had the word of God. The foolish, they had the word of God just like the wise. But there was something that was missing. That's what we want to look at today. There is something that was missing. Jesus, in this parable, and in, 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 the, in the next the parable, the last parable in Matthew 25, Jesus actually split things in, in half. One side was a goat, one side was a sheep. And now he said, this is the five of the wise, five of the foolish. Pretty much in half. I'm not going to do that today. This side outweigh this side. But we, we, have, 
we know that there will be a separation at the end. There will be a separation at the end. Those who are righteous will be saved. Those who are unrighteous will be, will be lost. That's, I'm not making this up. This is the word of God. But we're looking at oil. The foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. In the parable, all ten virgins went out to meet the bridegroom. They went out to meet the bridegroom. All of us in this building today, we are preparing to meet Jesus. All had lamps and vessels for oil. All had lamps and vessels for oil. Don't miss that. All had lamps and vessels for oil. For a time, for a time, I'm, I'm going to tell you where the quote is coming. For a time, there was seen no difference between the wise and the foolish. So with the church that lives just before Christ's second coming, all have a knowledge of the scripture. All have heard the message of Christ's near approach and confidently expect his return. But as in the parable, so it is today. A time of waiting intervenes. Fate is tried. Fate is tried. And when the cries heard, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go he out to meet him, many are unready. They have no oil in their vessels with their lamps. They are destitute of the Holy Spirit. Without the Spirit of God, without the Spirit of God, a knowledge of his word is of no avail. Let me repeat that. Without the Spirit of God, a knowledge of his word is of no avail. The theory of truth, unaccompanied by the Holy Spirit, cannot quicken the soul or sanctify the heart. One may be familiar with the commands and promises of the Bible, but unless the Spirit of God sits, sets the truth home, the character will not be transformed. Without the enlightenment of the Spirit, men will not be able to distinguish truth from error, and they will fall under the masterful temptations of Satan. I just want to say this. We have the word of God. We study the word of God. But if the spirit of God is not inside of us, it's of no avail. It, it, we could preach, as Paul would say, you preach with tongues of angels of men and have not love is of nothing. Same thing here. Have no the spirit, we could know the Bible back forth and back and turn it over all the way. If we don't have the spirit of God in us, it's of no avail. Verse, five, verse 4, but the wise took oil in their vessels. Remember, the wise had vessels, the foolish had vessels. 
The wise had vessels, the foolish had vessels. The wise had lamp, the foolish had lamp. Difference maker is the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. How do we get oil in our vessels? How do we get oil in our vessels? Is the question for us to ponder this morning. How do we get oil in our vessels? Let me go off on a limb a little bit here. Does binge watching Netflix get your oil in your vessel? I won't say anything more. Luke chapter 11 verse 3 gives us a clue as to how we get oil in our vessels. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. While you are looking it up, let me go ahead and read it. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. When was the last time you asked the Heavenly Father to fill you up with the Holy Spirit? This is a question for us this morning. This is a question for us. This should be a daily ask. This should be a daily ask. As the song would say, fill me now. Fill me now. Holy Spirit, come and fill me now. Why do we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit? I can tell you why. Because old Wilton will disappoint you. I can tell you. I know I will disappoint myself. But with the Spirit of God inside of me, I have victory in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So we need the Spirit of God to fill us up. That's the difference maker. Lamp is good. But when oil is gone, lamp is no good. No good. Just a fixture. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Have mercy. Today we have a lot of sleeping saints. A lot of sleeping saints. We're asleep. There's good news, though. There's good news. While they all slept... Jesus knew that the church was going to sleep. I know, I'm just telling you. Jesus knew it. It's not, this is not something I'm making up. Jesus said it, they all slept. And I can tell you, let me just divulge a little bit here. I can tell you from our experience on the nominating committee, it's been a challenge. I'm just going to say it. It's been a challenge to wake up some of these sleeping saints. I'm just telling you, nobody wants responsibility. 
That's the fact. Nobody wants responsibility. Too busy for the master's work. Just a little bit of commercial break. At midnight, at midnight, at midnight, there is something about midnight in the Bible that Jesus mentioned midnight several times. And there is even a song about midnight. At the midnight cry, we'll be going home. Amen? At the midnight cry, we'll be going home. But at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Saints, the only reason why we're here today is to meet the bridegroom. That's the only reason why I'm here today. If it wasn't to meet Jesus, I would not be here. That should be our aim. We want to meet Jesus. And we should not allow anything to get in the way of meeting Jesus. Get some extra oil in your vessel. We are going to need it. We are going to need it. As you can see for the last year plus, it's been a challenge to continue worshiping the way that we were accustomed. This is just the tip of the iceberg. If we cannot survive on our own, when the true crisis comes, when we are not going to be able to meet in a church, if we can't stand up on our own, I, I want us to kind of go back to the, to the parable. This parable is individual. It wasn't, Jesus, Jesus didn't say all the virgins, they were good Christians, so I'm just going to invite them in. No. They individually had to decide if they want that extra oil in the vessel. No one can know Jesus for you. No one. You could be a 12th generation Christian. You will need to know Jesus for yourself. No one can know Jesus for you. And all those virgins arose. They arose now. They, everybody's awake. <laughs> it's amazing what, when the, the cry goes out, how you get adrenaline. You know, you'll be sleepy and drowsy, and then all of a sudden you get that rush of adrenaline, and then you don't even, the sleep just disappears. I don't know if you've experienced that. Any of you experience when you're just so sleepy that you can hardly open, keep your eyes open? And then something happened, and then all of a sudden, you're wide awake. Yes. So now, here we go. Midnight cry. The bridegroom is coming. All these sleepy virgins, they are now fully awake. Scrambling to get their light back up to go. And what happened? There was a crisis. <laughs> there was a crisis. Lamp is going out, no oil. Lamp is about to go out, no extra oil. 
Let me see your hand if you like to cook. You like to cook? Um, okay, a few of you. Okay, good. I know where to go for lunch today. Thank you. All right. <laughs> but if you like to cook and you're in the kitchen and your oil that you're cooking up, whatever you're cooking up, veggie steak. Let's <laughs> cooking up some veggie steak and your oil, you look on it, oh, the oil is gone. <laughs> what are you going to do now? And I know some of you are very creative. You can make it happen. You know, you can, you can make oil out of nothing. <laughs> but in this case, in this case, in, the, in this parable, there was no making up for oil. There was no fancy way of generating oil. This oil needed to be inside before. You couldn't get this oil at the last minute. This oil needed to be permeate inside of you before this crisis arise. We, we have to have the Holy Spirit within us at all times. We can't just turn him off, turn him on, turn him off, turn him on. Okay, it's not convenient now. Turn it off. Okay, it's time to turn it back on. No. The Holy Spirit has to be inside of us 24-7. Leading our lives every moment of every day. The foolish said to the wise, give us of your oil. And some of us today in this millennial generation especially... They would say the wise were mean. <laughs> they would say the wise were mean. They could have given them a little bit of the oil. Yes, they could have. But the answer, the Bible gives us the answer that they were not mean. The Bible tells us exactly what they said. Not so. Not so. Lest there not be enough. There is not enough to spare. Okay? Have you ever gotten to the place where there's just not enough to spare? This is it. The Holy Spirit cannot be shared. Cannot be shared. You can't come to me and say, Wilton, give me a little bit of your Holy Spirit. No, it can't be shared. It's a personal, individual experience. We have to have the Holy Spirit for ourselves. No one can give you a, a, a dip or a sip of it. You have, we have to have it for ourselves inside of our heart. Amen. And while they went to buy, while they went to buy, what happened? The bridegroom showed up and they that were ready. The Bible is very, Jesus with this parable is very specific. Very specific. You can read it again when you go home. Jesus said, they that were ready went in with the bridegroom. No waiting. No waiting. Went in with the bridegroom. And there's a key part of the verse 10. There's a key part of verse 10. The last three verses, the door was Shut. Reminds me of Noah. The door 
was shut. Too late. Too late. Too late. We don't need to read anymore. It's too late when the door is shut. Right today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we make up our minds and Holy Spirit, fill me. I'm sinful. Cleanse me, as David would say in Psalms 51. Create in me a new heart and renew a right spirit within me. Don't take away your Holy Spirit from me, though, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. That's what we need. That's what's going to take us through the crisis that is, for some of us, happening now, some of us in the future. But all of us is in the future. We are going to have a crisis of two followers of Christ. Where there's going to be a sifting out. The true followers will remain. Those who are not the true followers, guess what's going to happen? They're going to be out there trying to buy some oil. <laughs> the bridegroom came, the door is shut, too late. Today, we have the opportunity to say, Lord, take my heart. Make me into what you want me to be. Transform me into your likeness. That is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. Only possible. The final verse says, watch. Interestingly enough, the bridegroom saw these virgins, or saw the saints. I'm just going to say the saints. And in verse 12, he says, I know you not. I know you not. Jesus is giving the parable. He said, watch therefore. For you neither know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Neither day you don't know the day nor the hour. I will I will turn to this passage as we wrap this thing up in, in Revelation chapter three, verse twenty. Revelation chapter three, verse twenty. Jesus is knocking at the door today. What will your answer be? What will your answer be? Behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Jesus is knocking today. What will your answer be today? Yes, Jesus, take me. Mold me, make me into what you want me to be. Today, as we close, as we close, the virgins all attended church. The problem is not church attendance. The foolish came to praise just like the wise came to praise. The foolish are on the elders' board just like the wise are on the elders' board. The foolish are on deacon board just like the wise are. The foolish are on the praise team just like the wise. The problem is not church attendance.
The problem is not returning tithes and offering. The problem is not knowing the word. But the problem is not knowing Jesus. Not being filled with his spirit. The kingdom of heaven is for wise Christians. Not foolish ones. Along with having the word of God, they are filled with the spirit. Even at midnight, they were ready to meet, the, meet Jesus, the son of man. Because they knew him and have been watching and waiting for him. Today, if you are watching and waiting for the Lord, let me see your hand. Watching and waiting. Ready. Say, Lord, take me. Make me, mold me. And if you have not been baptized, I'm going to call you out today. If you have not been baptized and you want to be ready by being a baptized member of this church or any Seventh-day Adventist, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Patrick, you've been baptized. <laughs> if, thank you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. If you have not been baptized and you would like to be baptized, you be wanted ready. Be ready for Jesus' return. Thank you. We, we see you, sister. Thank you. So today, as we close, I invite you to stand with me as we close with prayer. And then, you, then our elder will do our closing song. Uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come once more. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for the promises in your word. Lord, we thank you that you've given us this word to prepare us for your soon coming. Lord, help us to be ready. Help us to stay ready. Help us to do whatever it takes to be ready. Help us to turn off whatever the distractions are that is preventing us from being ready. Lord, help us prepare our hearts, Lord, for your soon coming. As we see the world going upside down, help us to fix our eyes on you. Thank you for this young lady, Lord, has indicated that she wants to be baptized. Lord, we pray that you will put your hands of love around her and wrap her in your care. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for each person here this morning. Thank you for those who are watching online. May your grace rest upon each one of us today. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.